Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's do it. You're wearing the shirt I got you. Yeah, I realized, like... I'm in darkness again. We were having a lot of trouble with the lighting before we started recording, but now I think we're gonna just have to power through. Yeah, so it's, you know, different time of year, the lighting, you know, for the window is different, and Mm. anyway, but I realized right before I joined, I was like, you and Zach both have the same shirt, but the thing is, you both have short hair, and so mine strategically covers. Oh no, I didn't think of that. Yeah, it didn't occur to me until, like, right before I joined... So I guess, like, in the future, I'll have to, like, make sure I have my hair back or yeah. something like um, that <laughs> to the publics. Absolutely love that for you. But, um, I don't really know, like, our first point of discussion isn't, it's not a question, it's a point of discussion. And the point of discussion is really just that I'm becoming worse again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know that song... Mariana Cross that kind of popped off on TikTok a little while ago. No. Cute. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that makes it your, your birthday card that you sent me pointed out, I am old. You're vintage. <laughs> according to the card. I was trying to be nice about it. But then the inside says, never mind, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Um, anyway... The song popped off on TikTok doesn't really doesn't necessarily matter. It just makes it slightly harder for me to explain. But the song happens to be by this band called Ghost, mm-hmm. which is this kind of like hard rock, pop metal type band, I guess I would describe it. But I started like I actually finally listened to a full album and like the band has lore. Like they all play characters. And there's stories for those kids. Like, I, I'm getting really into another annoying, weird thing, is what I'm telling you. Okay. And, like, just to show you how, like, goofy and ridiculous this is, here's a little clip from one of their concerts on TikTok. Concerts that they call rituals, by the way. Sure, of course. Um... Yeah, so you just take, like, you take a look at that. I will link that in the description for anyone who also does not know what I'm talking about. But, um, I can, I can feel myself about to get really annoyingly into this because I'm so gonna go check out all of the, like, backstory and ridiculous fun stuff. Doesn't that just look like a blast? 
Yeah, so it's not just music, but it's also, like, performance. Exactly, exactly. It's extremely... Th- actually, I was kind of making this joke to Kyle the other day, because he's a bit of a, like, closet metalhead. And you know that you know that meme where it's, like, the two arms together? Like, the kind of handshake thing, but not quite? I don't think so. Fair enough, whatever, doesn't matter. The joke is that... <laughs> It is essentially a Venn diagram type joke of things that people might not automatically think would have a lot in common, but I was like, musical theater, GF, metal, BF, theatrics, albums that tell stories, makeup, choreography. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm loving that these guys rocking out on tenor sax. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. So, um, yeah, that's just, I'm becoming worse. Once again, I... I'm really, really loving this goofy-ass Halloween vibe pop metal. And the ironic thing is that um, this guy I, like, I guess technically dated um, was really into ghosts and was, like, trying to get me into ghosts. And then he ghosted me. <laughs> but he was now... trying to tell me something. <laughs> but, but now I'm, like, getting into it of my own volition. So maybe if he hadn't been a dick, yeah, we could have really had something. Yeah. But. So yeah, that's just yeah. a fun little life update. Sometimes people push too hard, like, to get you to like something. And... No, 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 no. I, and, like, I was here for it, but yeah. then he just stopped talking to me. So oh, like, so you didn't have a chance to like it? No. No. Got it. I was kind of like, we, you know, could, maybe we could have had something. But, you know, that's on him. Yeah, because especially, I feel like, with music once you get past like the the major mainstream type artists like the odds of finding somebody that's that likes the same kind of music you do is Mm -hmm. challenging unless you like get them into that music and even that's like a bit of a crapshoot in terms of like will they actually like yeah yeah no i feel that oh actually speaking of music i went to go see that bowie documentary last night moon age daydream Mm -hmm. incredible absolutely loved it um, which is just kind of another movie recommendation from me, because we get those a lot around here. But yeah, highly recommend. That was great. And it makes me really want to watch, um, there's a couple, like, sort of documentaries, but they're essentially just, like, filmed concerts of his, but, like, there's, like, it's not like they just pointed a camera at the stage and, like, let it rip. There's a little more, like, there's a bit more substance to it than that, but mm-hmm. there's one from, like, the, the OG, like, Spiders from Mars tour, and I'm like, ooh, I should watch that. I feel like you should create, like, a little graphic with accompanying jingle that pops up when you make a movie recommendation. Oh, I should. You know, a little something like, Bridget's movie recommendation. Well, there you go. I'm just going to clip that. <laughs> Use it. Well, that'll be great. Um, so, yeah, that's essentially it. I'm becoming worse, and I saw a movie I liked. What's going on with you? Oh, um, nothing. <laughs> Fair I wasn't enough. prepared to be asked that. <laughs> what do you I'm mean like, my friend is asking me what's up? Yeah, I panicked like it's a pop quiz or like there's a lot writing on this and there's one right answer. Like, nope. I don't know. Yesterday was my birthday. Yay! So that was. Yay! You don't have to tell people how old you are. Yes. And I. Somebody actually came in my office and asked me that. Like a student asked me that. And I was like, no student has ever asked me. He was asking me all kinds of questions about myself, and I'm like, "Who are you?" Yeah, it was very wild, but 
um, I did have someone ask me, oh, is this like a big decade birthday? And I'm like, no, but which decade did you think it was? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I feel like that's a dangerous thing to ask somebody. That is a dangerous know? thing to ask. I guess they could have also asked, is this like a big, like, it feels stupid to say half decade, but those are the ones that people tend to turn up for, like, yeah. ev- like the, the, the zeros and the fives. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could have asked it, like, if, whether it's a big birthday, you know? Yeah, okay, I guess that's, yeah. a, that's a slightly yeah. better way of phrasing it. But it's like, it could have either been a compliment, where they think I'm younger than I am, or an insult, where they think I'm older than I am. <laughs> I don't know if it's that much of an insult numerically at this point. Yeah. Not, I mean, I'm not that far off, but that's a that's a big number. That is fair. That is 100% fair, and I will probably feel the same way when I'm at that point in my life, but... I remember small. I've told you before, when I turned 30, I was, like, devastated. <laughs> it's hard to... Like, obviously, it's just a number, and you're not really that it much older. It is just a number, although yeah. I am, like... Because my last, like, two birthdays have been COVID birthdays, and they've kind of sucked. Yeah. Um... If I don't get to turn up for what people seem to think is supposed to be the last fun birthday of your entire life, which is bullshit as far as I'm concerned, but if I don't get to turn up for that one... Are you talking about your next one? Yeah, the upcoming one. Okay. The, the, the 25. I was going to say, because I didn't know which one counted as the last fun birthday. I assumed you were talking 25. But... Yeah, people generally seem to think that that's the last time you're supposed to, like, that the la- like it's the last time that it's fun, which again total bullshit enjoy your entire life but yeah if i don't get to have the biggest turn up possible to make up for the last two years for my 25th birthday i'm gonna be devastated you have your own place now you could have a party i know but i don't have friends well you just have to plan it in advance and then the friends will have to travel yeah okay I mean, you're, it's a little bit of a tricky time of year, your birthday, but not that tricky. It's doable. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. We'll we'll figure that out. I have, uh, <laughs> I have a couple of like, <laughs> bottles of vodka. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm honored. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know if you've looked at the document yet. It really doesn't matter if you have, because there's nothing that requires any form of advanced thought, especially not this first one, because... It is based on an image, and the image in question, when you see this, I just, the questions I have are, why, um, where, and what? Not necessarily in that order. It looked at what you had in the Google Calendar event. Which it's, you it should be the same. It should be the, the first one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pop that link in the um You changed it since I looked. Oh, so then never mind, I'm putting the link in the Discord chat right now. Well now I'm looking at it, but because like there was a different question originally when I looked at it and I was so confused as to how it was right. No, no. Here. I can click on the link from the calendar event. Yes you can. Oh, yes, this appeared in the group chat. Um, yeah. What? Where? Yeah. Why? I feel like we need a lot more information. <laughs> which is why which is why we're talking about it, because we have none, so we can speculate a lot. But, um... <laughs> yeah, 
shall we describe the image for the people? Yeah, go for it. If you have, a, if you think you have a fun way of um, painting that picture for anyone who's listening to this audio only and can't, obviously we'll be linking it, but who can't um, look at the image right this second. Yeah, I mean, so what we're looking at is a picture of a porta potty. It is taken clearly from the doorway facing the back of the porta potty. Uh, which I'm gonna say, this kind of looks a little bit more spacious than some porta potties, like slightly, but. I feel like it might be a handicap accessible one. Uh, perhaps, right. Possible. Um, you know, but other than that, pretty standard porta potty. You got your seat, you got your urinal, your teepee, your hand sanitizer, but. What sets this image apart and brings so many questions to mind is that on the back wall, there's a wall sconce yeah. that is casting a very nice illumination yeah. over the porta potty, creating like interesting areas of cold light and shadow, so very dramatic. Um, and the accompanying tweet with the image says, Seen a lot of crazy shit in the last few years, but nothing prepared me for a sconce in the porta potty. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, honestly, uh, my my immediate reaction to that would be the exact same. Like, I must document this because nobody's going to believe me when I tell them. So not really being able to picture it like very accurately, like the true like romantic nature yeah. of it. <laughs> like it's good lighting is the weird. Like it's genuinely good lighting yeah. is the weird thing. Um, I mean, is it though? Because if you, I guess, it, maybe it partially depends on the kind of day. I'm assuming it's nighttime based on how dark it is, even though it's clearly standing in the doorway. You would think mm -hmm. the door would have to be open, right? So, Unless he's in some kind of venue where it would be dark inside, like a concert. Um, possibly. Well, you wouldn't typically have porta potties indoors, though. But, like, they somewhere like, like the venue, they would have their own bathrooms. I mean, they would, but I'm thinking, like, SPAC where everything is kind of has a big indoor slash outdoor type vibe where it's like sheltered technically but perhaps not enclosed mm. anyway well, but regardless it's clearly in some way dark outside of yes. the, the porta potty and so i'm trying to imagine using a porta potty at night and where you're just expecting like well it's going to be dark in here that's going to be unfortunate and, and then, then you open it yeah, and then do you think, like, oh, good, there's lighting in here, or do you think, oh, no, this is very creepy, and there's going to be a creature coming up at me from the depths of this porta potty Because that's I didn't the kind even of think of that, but that really kind of is the vibe, I'm not gonna lie. It's a spooky vibe. It is a spooky vibe, which, like, maybe that's appropriate for, like, some sort of, like, hollow, like Halloween festival outdoor event. Yeah. Right, but that's what that's where all the questions come from. Like, he doesn't say what kind of event this is. I mean, I also did not explore the replies to this tweet because I didn't want it to be answered before we could talk talk about it. Yeah, all I saw was uh, another tweet of his below that just said insanely romantic, but beyond that, I didn't. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But, like, depending on... <laughs> Depending on the kind of event, it could be more or less appropriate, right? Because, like, what if it's, like, a fancier event and they're like, well, we have to resort to porta potties for whatever circumstances, so let's at least make them fit the vibe of the event. And also, my, like, I, can't, I think how is probably a valid question here as well, because, like, that's got to be battery-powered, right? Yeah, it's got to be. And I don't know how it's attached to the... It's crooked. 
It is crooked. I think it's funny if it's command strips. <laughs> I think that just really, like, adds to the, like, we're doing this with duct tape and a dream, but we have to make it fancy somehow. Oh, wait, you can actually, there's, like, little screens above it you can actually see out of. It is outdoors, but it's not totally dark. You can see blue sky. Interesting. I hadn't noticed that before. Um... What if it's, like, an outdoor music festival, but it's, like, classical music? Ooh, like, it's an yes, orchestra. That would fit. I think that would definitely fit the vibe. Again, perhaps some sort of outdoor Halloween event. Or a renaissance fair. You've got mm -hmm. royalty vibes at a renaissance fair. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But yeah, no. A single image raises so many questions, and... Yeah, again, the instinct to take it, like, again, who would believe you otherwise? Yeah, I mean, the reason I was thinking about the thing of, like, would you be grateful for the light or would you be creeped out? I, I was thinking about it because, you know, the, the Ragnar Relay a few weeks ago, right? I've used uh, used a porta potty that weekend, like, more times than I probably have in the last five years combined. Because that's all there is. Um, and typically when I've used a porta potty at events, it's been, like, daylight. You know, like a wine festival or something like that. And it didn't occur to me that when I went to go to the bathroom during the night run portion of things at like, you know, one in the morning, that it's, there wouldn't be a light in dark. the porta potty. Right? It never occurred to me. Thankfully, I was covered in um, like glow bracelets and I was wearing like a flash vest to be visible, you know, out walking around in the dark. So, so that you are was your own light source. That's nice. Yeah. But like, yeah, the sconce, it's necessary if it's that dark in there, because I can't imagine if I hadn't had those things. Like, oh yeah, no, was... uh, memories of having to get up to pee in the middle of the night at summer camp. And, oh like, yeah, yeah. walk to the bathrooms in the pitch dark and just sort of be like, well, this is my life now. Yep. Yeah, something about the porta potty though, just because they, like, they gross me out so much more than any other kind of bathroom. And for some reason, I'm always convinced that I'm going to drop something down there. Like, even if I don't have any loose things on me to drop, like, I will find a thing, and I will drop it, <laughs> I don't know how. It defies logic, but, uh, and I'd given a friend of mine at Ragnar a bunch of glow bracelets. that she's like, thank you, they saved me, because that was my only elimination. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Holding your wrist out, where's the toilet paper dispenser? Right. Um. So the sconce is, it's a nice touch. Yeah, I mean, thanks, I guess. Yeah. Were there, did they explore other options first? Did they just happen to have that laying around? Were there multiple porta potties, and did all of the porta potties have a sconce? So many usually questions. Yeah. So many questions. Um. Frankly, did they we come probably. From... Hmm? Did they come from the porta potty company? No. That one, I feel confident in saying that was a personal choice made at an event. How do you know? Actually, yeah, you're right, it's the thing, how do I know? It just doesn't fit- it feels like it would- that was a stylistic choice made by the event organizers, but I can't know for sure. Yeah. Um... Could probably keep talking about this, but I have other things that I would also like for us to get to, because I think they're also funny. But, one last comment that I would like- I, I like to imagine the yes, person who put the sconce- I like to imagine being the person who put the sconce on the wall. Like, how hard I would be laughing. <laughs> yeah. Probably, Actually, probably this, that just reminded me. 
um, years ago, um, I only, I'm, I'm only recently not living with my parents, but this event that occurred while I was still living with my parents was years ago. Not that I moved out years ago. Um, but our street, like they had to dig up pipes that were underneath the street on the block that I grew up. And like, it wasn't just like a, oh, we'll like, you know, take out the little concrete square, do what we need to do, you know, patch it up into Like it was a big ass deal. They had to replace a lot of pipes and stuff. So they had construction crews there like really often for like weeks around December. And it was before Christmas and they had a porta potty for the construction workers like up at the corner of the street. So what my mom and my neighbor did was they like got like dollar store Christmas decorations and like put tinsel all over it <laughs> and like a bunch of stuff like that and then the next morning they like when they like what you know went down for their coffee in the morning all the construction workers were there like taking pictures of it <laughs> so I can imagine being that person because yeah. I have seen that person in action you've got to create the ambiance precisely you got to create the ambiance Oh man, my mom's gonna be so happy I shared that story. Like, actually, because <laughs> I think that is a pretty, pretty good example of of Kathy being a very fun, a very funny lady. Wait, so we can we can move on yes. to the next. The next question. A lot of these are visual today, which is yes, probably pretty annoying of us as a podcast, but. You know, sometimes images, they just, they raise very good questions. Um, there's a picture of a dog. The dog has its back paw, it's on like one of those like baseball, mm-hmm. like benches, like bleachers, <laughs> risers, whatever you want to call them. But it's got its back paws on one, on one, on like on a seat. And it looks like it's sitting, but then it's leaning forward so that its front paws are touching the place where your feet would go and it's standing and then it's resting its chin on the next like riser up so is this dog sitting standing or laying down discuss standing (laughs) it's over (laughs) end of discussion okay fair enough um, I, d- I don't know. I feel like the yeah. answer can't be laying down, though, and I don't know why. Well, you can't be laying down if, you, like, your legs are supporting some of your own body weight. Okay, so we're gonna say that's- <laughs> that is right out. Yeah, like, I'm- if I rest my head on my desk right now, I'm not laying down. You're so right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's not laying or down. You're so right. But is the dog sitting or standing? Now, my justification for why I think the dog is standing, the front paws are obvious, right? Because they're normal, rigid paws. But even the back paws, if you look at them, like, his butt isn't on the ground. Or, you know, on the bench. Mm. Um, You make an excellent point. It doesn't even look like he's fully touching with anything but his paws. Yeah, hmm. I never thought of it that way. I think you might be right. I want to say he's standing, just in a just a really weird form of standing. Yep, yep. Yeah, the um, the back paws are standing just like the front paws. The like the knees are just bent more. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think of it as the equivalent of, like, what if we were, like, crouching, you know, like you do sitting on your heels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still standing. You are still technically standing. All right. I was not expecting that. I mean, again, we have more stuff. It's not like we're, like, running out of content, but I was not expecting an answer for that one to come particularly easily. I know, that's why I was like, standing, we're done. (laughs) I have a point by point argument. Honestly, I love it. He looks so content with himself, though. Yeah, no, that looks very comfortable. Like, he looks like he's really chillin', and I, and for that, I, I love him. I'm very happy. Happy for him. Moving right along. Oh, actually, I don't think this one is visual, but it's a, there's a tweet, but there's, there's no a picture. tweet, but there's no picture. So we'll be we'll be reading that. Okay, this one I put in here specifically for us because I know that we are gonna have thoughts, TM, because mm-hmm. of who we are as people. The question or like the tweet that raises the question is thus. In class today, talking about tropes and plausibility, an undergrad blew us all away with a casual, quote, it's unreasonable to assume a character knows what genre they're in, end quote. Which, I always forget to turn this off, whoopsies. Which I personally think is kind of genius. Because, like, yeah. Yeah. I I think the the follow-up tweet that she sent out is important as well. Ooh, I didn't even read that. Below it, it says, and that, e.g., is why the lone girl goes down to the basement alone to check out the weird noise. I was literally just going to say that, like, the prime example of, like, characters not knowing what genre they're in is, like, the horror movie thing. Because we all think, like, oh, nobody would ever do that. But, like, they don't know. They don't know they're in a horror movie. Yeah. Think about it all the time. Because especially, like, with the horror genre, right? So I... You know, I've lived alone for the majority of my adult life. And so I'm constantly hearing weird sounds or, like, every once in a while I'll be in the shower and I swear I hear thuds somewhere in my apartment. And I'm like, well, can they at least let me put a towel around myself before they murder me? (laughs) That actually does remind me of that tweet that's like, "If if I get murdered, do not prosecute that murderer. That is on me. They caught me slipping. Which, like, valid. But, I mean, that's the thing, right? So, like, if you live alone, there's gonna be weird noises, and you're not gonna, like, run away from your home every time you hear noise. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of just are like, I mean, if this is how I go, then this is how I go. Yeah. There, I think there's another definitely... excellent example of that is the musical, because I absolutely hate when people are like, oh, it's not, it, like, it's it doesn't make sense for people to start singing. I'm like, that's because they don't know that they're in a musical. Yeah. It's just how this works. Mm-hmm. And also, again, um, sure, let me be salty towards my stupid ex-boyfriend who couldn't grasp the concept of storytelling through song. The whole thing with musicals is that when the emotions get too big to talk about, you sing about. And when they're too big to sing about, you dance. Why does this not make sense for, like... The sphere of media that we are in. Mm-hmm. Like, just could not wrap his mind around it. He's like, oh, but it doesn't make sense. I'm like... Uh. Yeah, I definitely hear that one a lot. I mean, it does, though. Anyway. I wa- <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched a movie with my parents while they were here the weekend. Oh, do you tell what movie? Uh, Inheritance? 
it came out like 2019 i think it was but it just showed up on netflix i think it's in the top 10 on there right now don't know it continue now i'm trying to think about how to say what i was going to say without providing a spoiler i mean hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In, do you think it's something that I'm really, that I would, like, really enjoy? Um, not particularly. You'd probably be fine with it, but not. Okay, go for it. Spoiler away. I don't care. Spoiler alert for those listening slash watching the movie Inheritance. Um. I mean, so the, the basic plot of the movie, like, I'll try to do this as briefly as possible, is that this girl's wealthy father passes away, and he leaves her this key to this, like, shelter, like, bomb shelter type thing underground in the middle of the woods, and she has no idea why. So here's the, the spoiler part of things, is that she goes down there and finds that her dad has been keeping this guy prisoner down there with a chain around his neck for 30 years. Cute. Yeah. So that's all the information about the plot that's necessary. So my stepdad um, kept getting very upset <laughs> because when she goes down, she's supposedly this like do-gooder type person, a lawyer who like fights for people and stuff like that. But when she sees him, the first thing she does is not let him go, but is to ask him a few questions and then leave. And so my stepdad was so upset that like well she's supposed to be a good person like why wouldn't she just let him go right then and there and he refused to acknowledge the complexity 
of emotions you've got to feel in that moment. Yeah, and also, like, you don't know if they're a murderer. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't know who that person is, why they've been holding them. I mean, you if you trust and love your father, you got to think that there's a reason why. Yeah. There's got to be a good reason for it. And, you know, and also, like, how overwhelmed would you feel? Your father just died, and yeah. this is probably the last thing you expected to see. Precisely. Like, here's the thing. The Joe Kelly awful. is a very chill man. I would like to think that if he is hiding somebody in an underground bunker, it's for a damn good reason, and I would wait to find that out before I just let some dude go. Well, and that's exactly what I said to my stepdad. He's like, well, I would never hold anybody like that. I'm like, that's not the point, man. <sighs> but it's like, but I think it's it's very related in that we try to apply like the logic of our current circumstances and this outsider perspective mm-hmm. to things. Yeah. But it's very different when you actually are experiencing it. And what the movie makers are doing is like writing things in a way that is consistent with the reality of that setting mm-hmm. rather than our reality of sitting on a couch and making judgments. Precisely. Because like, and I mean, this is often an example of quote unquote jokes having aged horrendously poorly but like in so many comedies it's like 99% of the stuff that happens like is a crime yeah like the things that people do to other people especially like in older comedies where like people are being gross towards women but not even necessarily just that like like you know if it's just like something where like you know people are like playing pranks on each other or whatever like some of those are like crimes like you cannot do that in real life yeah I um I used to love Revenge of the Nerds, and then I tried to watch it again semi, not not really semi recently, even a few years back. And you know, yeah, they hide cameras in a sorority house to watch the women change. Yeah, like that's a crime. <laughs> they break in, yeah, and see them nude and steal their underwear and stuff in a panty raid. It's like, God, yeah. Oh, I forgot like all this stuff, and it's just yeah, and like even like Animal House, like yeah, there's stuff in it that's what? definitely like super gross and aged insanely poorly, but like other like even the like quote unquote harmless stuff that happens in there is like not stuff you can get away with in real life. So you just suspend your disbelief because it's a comedy. Yeah, oh. like that's yeah. just the world of the film, you know. Mhm. Right. That's that's the point. Is like unless they are very intentionally trying to like recreate like real events, right? They're creating like um what's the word for like a biopic or something like that where you need to have you know realism with the real world Uh, otherwise just assume that it is their version of the real world in whatever way that may coincide or differ from the actual world or like what we do in the shadows like yeah it's a comedy and there are people getting killed left and right Mm -hmm. but like that's the world of like, you know, the movie version, for example. Like, that's just the world of the movie. Death is funny and inconsequential. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... I have definitely had, um... similar conversations with many different people in my life. Um, I used to date somebody who got very upset when things, like, didn't seem consistent to him or didn't seem to map on what he thought was realistic in a situation. It's like, it's a movie. If you want reality, go out. Literally, that was Andrew. And it was infuriating. 
He's like, oh, that's yeah. not realistic. It doesn't, you know, that gun doesn't fire that many bullets. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not watching this movie to learn how many bullets a gun can hold. Yeah, no, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not watching this because, it, like, again, unless it's a documentary, unless it's a biopic, unless it's something that's like really trying to depict real events as faithfully as possible for whatever reason, unless it's that, that is not what I'm here for. Which, to be fair, though, I do understand that some people, it can, like, take them out of the experience when they notice those yeah, things. Like, they... like, yeah, like, if it's stuff that's, like, particularly egregious and, like, genuinely takes you out of a story, and, like, I can't even necessarily think of a great example of that, like, right this second, but, like, that's one thing. But just, like, anything that people, like, I can't watch movies with people like that where anything that's, like, not quote-unquote realistic, according to them, like, ruins the entire thing. Yeah. God, it's so annoying. But also, even if that is the case, if you're extra sensitive to those kind of things, just don't bring it up and ruin it for other people. (laughs) Yeah, no. Hmm. Like, my stepdad just kept asking, like, oh, she's supposed to be such a good person, why did she let him go? And I kept listing reasons, and he'd be like, no, that stuff shouldn't matter. I'm like, I'm sorry, have have you ever had a relative die who then left you a key to a bomb shelter in the middle of the woods where a man who has been held captive for 30 years is sitting? Yeah. No? Huh. Whack. <laughs> then um, who are you to say what's realistic in terms of behavior? No, for real. Um, <laughs> oh, God, what the hell else was that? Sorry, Robert. He's not going to listen anyway, but... <laughs> it's whatever. I mean, I'm not apologizing for being slightly mean about a person I once dated. Yeah, but this is somebody I have an ongoing relationship with. He is family. This is true. This is very true. Um, I feel like I had something else that I was going to say, but it's not coming mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, I feel like you and I have had our share of trying to read too much into movies. Oh, 100%. It's, it's a <laughs> disease. It's a disease that we both suffer from. Like, that's sort of our uh, our version of it, in a way, that we want things to make sense. But that's not, like, criticism, necessarily. That's just us enjoying trying to puzzle things out. Oh, I was just going to bring up the Napoleon Dynamite thing with my mom again. That she doesn't get why it's funny? Yeah. Or, like, that she doesn't get, like, she's just, like, she's, like, I just don't get it. I'm, like, there's nothing to get. Yeah. Like, this just is the universe of the movie. It's weird. It's offbeat. It's... Wow. It doesn't make sense, and it's it doesn't make that much sense, and it also doesn't have to. Yeah. This is just what's happening. It's fascinating the way that stuff works. I mean, with humor, it's often you either just, you get it or you don't. You think it's funny or you don't, but no explanation's gonna make it. actually, the funny thing I've kind of noticed with having older parents is that boomers cannot seem to grasp any absurdist humor that they are not the originators of. Mm. Because, like, Monty Mm. Python, extremely absurdist, and honestly, so much of that, so much of Monty Python, like... You know, if you write it, like, if you just, like, if you just write out some of the sket- the skits, like, they read, like, shit posts from, like, you know, Twitter, Tumblr, various forms of social media. They, like, read, like, something that some, like, you know, maybe Gen, like, it has a lot of similarities to, like, kind of, like, Gen Z absurdist humor. But when my sister and I try to show, our, like, my parents, like, there's this video, there's this TikTok, this is so buried so far in my legs i don't know if i'll ever be able to find it 
but it's this guy pretending that he doesn't know what a car is. And like my, and like my, I went, we showed that to my mom and she's just like, like, I don't get it. It's just stupid. I don't get it. I'm like, or like showing that to my dad and that would be the same reaction. But if that was a Monty Python skit or of some guy pretending that he doesn't know what a car is, he would be all over that. Essentially candid camera. Precisely, literally, like, again, it's, the, it fascinates me the way that, like, again, like, my parents just don't understand any absurdist humor that their generation is not the originators of. Yeah. It's very interesting to me, and it kind of doesn't work both ways, because I enjoy the, like, I enjoy the absurdism of, you know, Monty Python, that sort of... Mm -hmm era of comedy yeah. yeah i wonder if it has to do with the format of things you know because yeah, tiktok is youthful and it, you know or like mean, maybe being... that's it but like it's just a video yeah yeah but i mean there's i don't know i can sort of see just being baffled by like the briefness of videos on there or you know i don't i don't know i'm trying to i'm no, trying i mean you might be right but also the one I'm thinking of does go on for like a solid 45 seconds. Yeah, but I mean, but like Monty Python's gets on Flying Circus are usually several minutes or this like- This is also very true. Um, and they have time to really kind of draw out the humor and I don't know. Again, that's that's just a guess. That's all I got. Yeah, no. I mean, and you might be right. And maybe I'm like, the fact that it isn't as short as like a Vine, for example, where it's like you have six seconds, like no, no room for deviation. Those are kind of even harder to explain, or like yeah. to have someone who isn't a, who isn't quote unquote a digital native get. Because like I have showed my mom TikTok videos and she has laughed. So like you mm -hmm. know, not impossible. Yeah, but I don't know. Again, explaining why things are funny is impossible. Just a yeah. thing I've noticed essentially is. It's very dependent, at least for my parents, whether or not they're going to find something funny. It's very dependent on when it's from and, like, the platform that they are being shown it on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my mom almost never thinks things are funny when I think they're funny. Sorry, I'm just thinking of a stupid-ass TikTok that my sister and I showed my mom and she did think it was really funny. It was this guy who was doing, like... Guy makes a video, and I'll try and find it again super deep down in my legs. But it's this guy who's, like, you know, makes making a video of himself at Target. He's standing in the, like, feminine products aisle. He's, like, cutting between, like, himself staring, wall of items, himself staring, wall of items. And then he picks up a box of tampons, and they have the L and R on them. <laughs> Pretends he's calling his girlfriend. He goes, babes, your cooter rider left. My sister showed that to my mom and she thought it was hysterical. So, like, the gap can be bridged is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I never thought about that. The letters. But also, that is literally what it is like sometimes when you tell men to go do something. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what it is. Did you not notice, like, the S? Like, that one of, uh, really, uh, a wrench in the gears. Oh, man. 
know, the thing you mentioned about like the guy pretending he doesn't know what a car is really is making me think of Candid Camera because um, there's actually a, a clip from that show that I use that in you my class. In class, and it's the one where the, yeah. <laughs> the car is like perpendicular in the garage. Well, it's oh no, that's a different one. I've used <laughs> a different one. Um, also car related though. But there you go. there's one where they have a woman in a car, but they've completely taken the engine out of the car. <laughs> and so they, and so she's going to a garage and the garage is on a hill, so she's able to just coast down to the garage oh. and like oh then and she's like I'm having a, a, some engine trouble. It, it stalled out and it just won't start again. And so then they open the hood. And there's just nothing. Really. And she's like, uh, ma'am, you don't have an engine. And she's like, what? I mean, I I drove here. You drove here? Could it have fallen out or something? And it's like, That's it, so it is dumb. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it it really holds up. I think it's hilarious. So much of that stuff does because... There's something so very funny about just, like, just messing with people in, like, ultimately very harmless ways. Like, you're not being, like, abuse- like, you're not being mean or cruel to anyone. You're just making people really confused. And that's always funny. Yeah. Well, and then, in the end of it, they tell them they're in Candy Camera and they think it's hilarious, you know? Yeah. So it's, you know, um... Fun fact, originally Candid Camera was on the radio, and they didn't used to tell the people, so it would just end with, and that was it. They were confused. How was it on the radio? I mean, because you would, you would have the audio from that, right? You could have the audio where you tell people okay, the engine yeah. pulls in, you can hear the things they're saying. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I feel Although like the vision is elevated, though. Yeah, I'm blanking out what the original- I know what the original name is. It'll come to me. But, yeah, just just a fun fact. It's hard to imagine that cutting off without the little jingle of your own candid camera. Fascinating. That's twice now I've sang a little thing today. Honestly, I love that. You're probably a significantly more capable singer than I am. <laughs> Terrible. <sighs> Interesting, we're gonna have to discuss that. Not on the podcast, just as yeah. people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of songs, our last question is, um, mm. what makes a song, and this is from a tweet that I will be linking, because I love to give credit where credit is due, um, but what makes a song cross the line from guilty pleasure to cringe banger? And I think we have to start by establishing definitions for both of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I've literally never heard the term cringe banger. Uh, obviously, I've heard them both, both words, but not together. It is together. recent. I would say a cringe banger is a song that technically should be embarrassing, but it is so, like, it just slaps so hard that it, like, kind of comes back around. So that's different from a guilty pleasure? In, in that... that the annoying thing is that I know that they're different, and I can point it out when I see it. I just don't know how well I can define it. I guess yeah. a cringe, so a cringe, ba- a cringe banger. Part. You're not necess- You're not embarrassed to show it to other people, or you're not as embarrassed to show it to other people as a guilty pleasure because you know that it is that good that even if it is technically quote unquote embarrassing, whoever you're showing it to is going to agree that it slaps. 
Okay, so guilty pleasure is worse because it's a, something you're supposed to be embarrassed about and you are in fact embarrassed. And you are a little embarrassed about it. The cringe yeah. banger, it's like, this should be embarrassing, but it just, it fucks too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I mean, so I guess that in that case, the defining characteristic that distinguishes them is how good the song is. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. if it's a genuinely good song, who cares if you're supposed to be embarrassed? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we like things where we know it's like, yeah, I know that's not actually a good song, but I still like it anyway. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I would say the actual quality of the song is what makes it cross the line. From like, yeah, this isn't actually that good, and I know, I just, just, you know, I just think it bops, versus maybe this should be embarrassing, but it fucks too hard for me to actually feel any embarrassment for enjoying this whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, like, what distinguishes it is really just your personal assessment of whether it's actually a good song or not. I would say so. Yeah. Or, like, how musically competent it is, because, like, whether or not you like a particular genre, there... You can technically evaluate music objectively in some ways, whether it's like, this is hard to do, and it takes years of practice to be able to play X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to making an assessment of music, movies, any of, really anything, right? There's the cognitive component and the affective component, mm-hmm. right? It's like the thinking assessment where you can acknowledge whether something is well done, even if it's a genre of music you don't like, you can tell like whether they're skilled at their instruments or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But there's the effective part of things where it's like, how does it make you feel? Do you actually enjoy it? And there's plenty of music that I can acknowledge is really good, like classical, for example. Like, yeah, but do I enjoy it if I sit down and listen to it? No, I get bored. <laughs> you know, so they don't always coincide. Likewise, there's stuff that I really enjoy that is garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Actually, yeah, I actually. I'm gonna let me look through my Spotify because I'm gonna pull. I'm. I'll embarrass myself. Fuck it. What cringe bangers and what guilty pleasures do I have going on? I actually have a Spotify playlist called Shame with an exclamation point, which Love is specifically something I'm ashamed to like. Oh, hit me with it. Guilty pleasures. So I think. It's not very long. It's like a really short playlist because I put it together and then I never went back to it, but it only has like five songs on it. Love it. Um, But like in the category I would, uh, on that list that I would put in the cringe banger would be The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Oh, 100% cringe banger. I freaking love that song. Absolutely. It just, it fucks too hard. I'm embarrassed with Miley Cyrus, but that's, nope, I don't care that song It's too good. You know what? Honestly, I'm going to put Timber is a cringe banger. Oh, interesting. It goes too hard. It never occurred to me to be embarrassed for liking that. Well, no, that's not true. I am embarrassed. <laughs> it goes <laughs> it goes too hard for me to be truly embarrassed. Therefore, it is a cringe banger. The sheer number of times we listened to that when you and Zach were here to sing Jimberton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, excellent yeah. meme. Excellent meme. All right, what's a guilty pleasure that I have, though? Yeah, but there's... There's there's actually at least one song in there that I can think of that I d- just do not want to ever admit. Okay, well, you're telling me we're not recording. I'm actually trying to find that playlist. It's probably really far down because I haven't looked at it in a long time because I forget what else is on it. 
Oh my god, why do I have so many playlists? You do have a lot of playlists. You can see my playlists? Girl, we're friends on Spotify. Oh, but I thought I had it, like, set that people couldn't see them, so that's interesting. Oh, there it is. You might have some public ones and some private ones. It's possible. <laughs> Party in the USA is also a cringe banger. It just goes too hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have Millie Vanilli on there. I loved Millie Vanilli growing up, but that's cringe banger territory. You think? Are, are, you, are you familiar with the music of Millie Vanilli? Not really, no. Well, that's that needs to be changed. We will get there. Um, but yeah, not, please remember that not, I was not alive for the most of the 90s and was not cognizant for any of them. Well, one of the reasons why it's such a particularly notable artist is not necessarily the music, which is excellent. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. It is the story behind the band, and it was all over the news and stuff at the time, because um, basically they didn't think the actual musicians were photogenic enough, so they hired a couple of models to lip sync and it was this huge scandal when it came out. Wait, what? Holy, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It was a huge thing. And they were like my favorite. This is actually more 80s than 90s. And they were my absolute favorite band. That's insane. Yeah. So they, I mean, the two guys they hired were super hot. Again, they were models. They didn't even speak English. They were just listening. <laughs> As though they were the ones who wrote it. Um, and then you see the actual artist and it's like, these older people, I think, I think all the members were black. I mean, the, the models were black as well, but so at least they didn't like whitewash them. But still, it's that's insane. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 have to listen to a Millie Vanilli song. No, oh my god, talk. we are we are one hundred percent gonna do that. God, why am I having yeah. so much trouble finding a guilty pleasure? Uh, do you want me to tell you the song on that playlist that I'm most embarrassed of? I mean, you don't have to. Is it it is uh, musically related. Like, as in related to a musical. I couldn't get that word correct. Because <laughs> there's not really... I couldn't say musically. Wait. And maybe this is just me, like, being oh, a shameless point. individual. Yeah. Why I'm having so much trouble finding something that I consider a guilty pleasure. It is a... Uh, mine is a song from the Mamma Mia movie. When all is said and done, partially sung by Pierce Brosnan, terribly. See, it's, that's a great it song. That no, not that rendition of it. Not that rendition of it. Everything ABBA has ever produced is, first of all, perfect and should never be considered cringe by anybody. But if anyone's considering it cringe, it's a cringe banger. Yeah, yeah. That version. No, that is yeah. a fancy pleasure. Specifically that version, because objectively, it is not good. They oh, did no, not 100%. do a good job it. But, but I, I also... still listen to it for some reason. I just absolutely love, like, the whole vibe of that movie in particular, that, like, all of these, like, super big-name famous people were just, like, drunk on a beach in Greece for, like, three months. Like, yeah. I wish I had been involved in the filming of that movie. Holy shit, everyone was having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, oh, yeah. I, it comes through so much in the fact that it is objectively not a good movie, but absolute 10 out of 10 for vibes. 
I am so wrong about my shameless. There's literally three songs on it, and I've named all three. Because there's the Mamma Mia song, there's the climb, and then the one Milli Vanilli song. <laughs> oh, Ghost Rule. There's a guilty pleasure. I really underestimated that. That's like a super weeb ass guilty pleasure of mine is the song Ghost Rule. I will mention there's a part of me, and this is going to make my, me sound bad, that's a little bit um, pretentious about my music, right? Because I tend not to listen to popular artists. You know, I got oh, my Oh, I know you're very... <laughs> this you know? isn't news to me. Yeah, but because of that, if I ever listen to, like, a well-known famous artist, I'm, like, embarrassed, because I don't want to lose my, my cred. Oh, my God. Okay. So I said, it's going to make me sound bad, but, <laughs> so, but to me, that sometimes puts things into either cringe banger or guilty pleasure territory Ooh, guilty pleasure there are a couple casey musgrave songs that i like and i'm not sorry i mean i am a little bit which is why it's a guilty pleasure but like the song butterflies by casey musgraves is fucking adorable i don't give a shit as you know i have um a sia album on vinyl yeah so that's one where i'm like i feel like i shouldn't like her because she had some popular songs but that's an excellent album. Yeah. So that's generally where I put guilty pleasures. It's like, mm, I, I shouldn't like a famous artist. Ridiculous. <laughs> Can't help it. I would say that I'm that. the one, which is like DJ Khaled, Justin Bieber, and a bunch of other rappers, like, if it did not bang so hard, it would be a guilty pleasure, but it fucks mm. too hard, it's a cringe banger. Hmm. It simply slaps. So yeah, I think what makes it cross the line is how competent it is. Yeah. Ver not even necessarily competent, because there are some songs that are not complex to play necessarily, but they just slap so goddamn hard. So it's essentially like... Competence is one thing that can push it over from Guilty Pleasure to Cringe Banger, but there's another mm -hmm. part of it that's extremely objective. Yeah, well, that's why thinking or about that. Rather. Yeah, that distinction between like the cognitive and affective parts of things. It like they share that affective mm -hmm. component where it's like you enjoy them, you get good vibes from them. But the difference is that cognitive assessment where it's like I assess this is actually being objectively good. Yeah, people are just wrong about it. Mm -hmm. And then this is objectively not good. Yeah, as is the case with all is said and done. <laughs> you know, honestly, I think that's a I think that's a solid assessment by both of us. Um, I'm actually got well, I'm not technically cutting us off really because we have been going for 55 minutes, but I am gonna end us pretty much right on time because I'm going to see mm -hmm. Greta Van Fleet in like an hour, so I gotta go get ready for that. Oh right, 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 yeah. <laughs> exciting, exciting. I am really looking forward to this. So. This will be a good time, but we'll be back again uh, next week. As always, friends, we appreciate each and every single one of you. Thank you for fighting with us, and we'll see you then. Adios. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon and at And Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. 
Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.